You know, I had to start with some Prince today, man. R.I.P. to Prince. This is the Stupod. I am Mike Oz. And I'm Chris Way. A little slow in the draw there, Chris. Well, it's a little tough because, as you know, and the listeners will now know, my internet's down. So I have to call in. I'm using my cell phone. So if the quality is a little bit off, I apologize for that. But there's nothing I can do about it. We just got to adapt and deal with it. Got that? You got the 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 utilities are conspiring to keep the stew pod down, Chris. But let me tell you, we will persevere. We will stand tall. We will not let them take us down. I hope so, because <laughs> uh, when when your job is to write on the internet, having the internet go down is not a great experience, as it turns out. Well, maybe maybe it'll get maybe it'll get fixed up. I will say, having you on the phone, um, you know, we we have a guest this week on the show. He's on the phone too, so. You know, I think if the phone is good enough for Jock Peterson, Chris, I think it's good enough for you. Let's just say that. That's true. That's true. And I, I have to admit, I, I think this is the first time since I started writing online that this has ever happened to me. Oh, so. big one! It happens to me like all the time. I feel like so. I'm glad you're glad, you know, glad you're getting your first taste. Um, the the only time it's ever happened to me before was during a fantasy draft, and that's a, that's another bad time to have the internet go down. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. Well, thanks for thanks for persevering, man. Like I mentioned, we got Jock Peterson joining us on the podcast this week, the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers outfielder, talking about a number of topics from uh, video games to the NBA to his brother Champ, all kinds of stuff. So I think you're going to enjoy that. Uh, we're going to talk about Kurt Schilling, of course, because I mean we have to. We're a baseball podcast. Uh, some Prince stuff later on. I got a good I got a good Prince question for you, Chris. And uh, Bad News Ramen is joining us too. So that's that's what's coming up on the Stew Pod. Um, Chris, are you psyched? Because I'm psyched. I'm looking forward to all of it. All right, let's uh, let's talk to Jock Peterson. Here he is. Now this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down, and I'd like to take a minute just. Welcome back right to the Stew Pod, everybody. Mike Oz and Chris Swick here on the Yahoo Sports Baseball Podcast. And we have a first on this week's show. Uh, this is our first two-time player who's been on the Stew Pod. Welcome me back, Jock Peterson of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Jock, how's it going? Hey, guys. How you doing? Just, Good. Uh, in Atlanta, hanging out. Nice. So uh, last time you were here, when we talked to you, I think you were at E3 and we were talking about video games. So let, let, let's pick up there. Have you played any good video games lately? Anything that's keeping you interested in this, this part of the year? Um, a lot of Call of Duty Online. That's... Uh, for my go-to, and then I'm living with uh, Trace Thompson and Corey Seager and Alex Wood, and we play tons of FIFA. FIFA, so if we want to get competitive, we play FIFA or we play online Call of Duty. Those are the two go-tos. Who's the best? PS4. Uh, that's, uh, that's a tough one. That's a, Yeah, you know, everyone has their days. But uh, we have some good battles. Trace is pretty good. Some of his friends, Micah, comes over. We, Austin Barnes, we, we got some good stuff going on. You play soccer with Puig? I know he's into soccer. I do, yeah. We have it in the locker room, too. And, uh, I'd say it's pretty equal. I've won some, he's won some. Uh, Brandon McCarthy plays in the locker room. So we have a, it's a good team bonding type of thing. Yeah, is that the type of thing? Uh, I know some guys take 
portable things on the road and set that up? Are, are you are you guys there yet? Is that something you do to pass the time? No, when you're, we're not no. that far. I, I don't have one of those little TVs. Little, the, I don't have a portable thing yet, no. So we just keep it at home. We On the road, you don't have much time. Everything's a lot done quicker. Not as much free time. As far as some of the sports games like FIFA and whatnot, I mean, you're you're obviously now in a video game and you were last year. I mean, do you, do you play any of the baseball games or is that more of like, you know, that's your job and it's a little, it, it's yeah. like worth huh. to play. Yeah. I've yet to play any of those games, uh, since being in them. So, uh, I think it's a little weird, be weird for me to play, but, uh, well, yeah, I mean, it's mainly, I don't, I don't play much video games by myself. It's always with like friends, you know, competitive type of stuff. So, Call of Duty together, FIFA. You, uh, I know you're a big Warriors fan. So, growing up in the Bay Area, that's uh, right. Yeah. So you you kind of lucked out then that you are Trace's roommate and you get to kind of like you know hang like one degree of separation from the Warriors. Huh. I guess. I mean, we don't talk about the Warriors that much. He has uh, a lot of people asking about that, but uh, yeah, I mean, I've been watching the games and we went to a few games this year and. Um, Peter Gruber, you know, he owns us and them, so he t- kind of takes care of us. And this off season brought me out there on the, had some good seats, and uh, you know they had an unbelievable season. It was a lot of fun to watch, and hopefully Steph gets his, his ankle better. Um, they're going to need him in the to make a to make a push in this playoff run. I know you're not a basketball analyst, but as a fan, as as an athlete, like how how do you size up their chances going forward? Um, I like them. I mean, obviously the Spurs are an unbelievable team, and that's going to be uh, going to be quite the matchup. Uh, but uh, yeah, I like their chances. Obviously, I'm in favor too, just because I'm a fan of them, anyways. But uh, they're going to need Steph back. I mean, he's, I, I don't think they can do it without Steph, unfortunately. But we'll see. I think shifting to baseball, actually, <laughs> you um, you know, a big part of the Dodgers this season has been uh, up in the broadcast booth. It's been Scully's last season. Um, how how are you guys as as players kind of dealing with him? Um, you know, going on his his last run here. Yeah, it's. Uh... I don't think anyone knows what it will be like without him there because he plays such a big role and I've been there for so long that uh, it's definitely going to be a weird transition. But, uh, I mean, it's a huge honor. I mean, that's just part of the Dodger history. And, you know, it's why we're so lucky to be able to put on a Dodgers uniform every day is because of the history of him, Tom Rinsorda, and all the, Jackie Robinson, you know, there's so much cool background that, uh, yeah, I mean, been, it's, it's really special. I, I know a lot of the stuff early on um, has been people kind of sharing some of the crazy stories that Vin always uh, talks about on the air. Do you have any particular stories that he shared with you or you you were just kind of blown away by his experiences because i mean he's been around the game for so long yeah uh not many stories but it's just crazy watching all these highlights of 
players from the past, and what do you know? Vin's there <laughs> calling their games, and it's like, holy, you know, like in Brooklyn. Like, that doesn't even make sense. Like, you can't, you know, like. Yeah. It doesn't, like, there's not very many people who were even alive back, still alive when they were in Brooklyn, and he was calling the games working for him, you know? So it's pretty, uh, pretty crazy. One of the things, Jacques, that I, I love in baseball, I love the the relationship between you and your brother, and I love like when uh, you know the, all, the home run derby last year when when Jamp was out there, and and just sort of these stories that we've heard about, you know, him and you, and and how you kind of you know bring him into to, to your life into baseball, and and you know the way he supports you, and and all the kind of stuff you guys do. I, I thought the the cap you did last year with him through New Era, I thought that was fantastic. Um, can can you tell me sort of the backstory of, of that cap and kind of how it came to be and what kind of response you got? Um, yeah, so essentially I was fortunate enough to kind of be the uh, work to deal with New Air just for myself. And um, with that, I was, I mean, I built a relationship with them and um, we've always had like a, the family motto is live like a champ. Um, obviously for multiple reasons and how champ influences our lives. So I got a amount of hats that I got to make and it was, you know, like a good, I, champ, champ had a, uh, a charity event going that, um, we needed to go to and my mom was like, it'd be a great idea if we, you know, made some hats for him, and then we talked about it with my agent, and then he's like, oh, that's a really good idea, and then got it on New Era, and then Mountain Rose really helped out, and then it kind of hit off, and then Best Buddies got connected, and then um, New Era's like, all right, well, I guess we should just make some more hats, and then some of the proceeds will go to Best Buddies, and it just kind of benefits everybody, and it raises awareness, and so it really kind of took off after that. And, I mean, they sold out extremely fast, and people are still asking about them, so they're in the process of making more. Um, so, yeah, it was pretty cool how uh, so it, it, it's going to a good cause and Champ's benefiting from it. And it's, you see the hats all around every stadium that we go to, and it's, it's pretty awesome. Jack, I know there was a story early last year about Champ's favorite player being Albert Pujols. Has has that changed? Is he now on the on his brother's bandwagon? Uh, that's a tough one. Albert's such a good <laughs> human, and uh, you know he's already the whole family's going down for Albert's uh, annual golf tournament. Um, so I mean it's a it's a close one, but I hope I edged. Uh, I hope I got the got the upper hand. How often do you how often do you guys talk and like sort of what's your what's your day to day relationship like? Who's that? You you and your Albert brother. You and your Champ. brother. Yeah, you and Champ. Oh, uh, it's usually over text messages. Um, he's quite the funny man. On a he's very witty and uh, he catches on to like what other people say and he then uses it in his own words, their lingo, and it's always it's always there for a good laugh. How he uses his words and uh, he'll crack you up. You just, yeah, it's it's really funny. Well, 
he ever give you a hard time if you have a bad game or anything like that? I mean, does he get on your case sometimes? Uh, sometimes, you know. Yeah. You didn't play good or you need to pick it up or something, so he'll, he'll let me know. That's for sure. All right, well, I'm going to give you a little bit of a hard time. I'm mostly joking, though. Your, your stats are good so far this year. You have two home runs. Um, however... Kenta Maeda hit a home run before you did. Uh, obviously, people know starting pitcher. What happened there? Yeah, I guess he beat everyone to do the first home run of the team of the year. And, uh, you know, he's been doing some special things on the mound. And uh, it's just really fun to watch play behind. And he can really swing the bat. If you watch his BP, it's, it's pretty special. So he might have a future if... Uh, to, on his other four days of rest days to be a position player. <laughs> I, just, I just know watching it, uh, it was it was just a great thing to watch because you could see the whole dugout just go nuts when he when he got back in there. And so as a fan, yeah, was that was just a really great moment. Yeah, it really was. Hey, Jock. So you, uh, you're using the fresh pinch theme as your as your walk up this year, right? Is that is that is that a permanent change? Are you still using yeah. the Young Jock song too? Uh, uh, I'm not sure. I guess it all depends on uh, if it's got some hits in it, you know. <laughs> things that hit, that's gonna hit. it'll stick. How, it'll uh, stick. how 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 much time do you give it uh, before you you know would change? Like, what, uh, what's, huh? uh, I'm not that superstitious, but uh, a while, you know, probably about two weeks, give it a a fair run, you know. Why? Uh, why? Why the Fresh Prince? I don't know. I, they were played it during batting practice in spring training. We had music uh, in spring training for the first time, and I think they were playing the old school jams or something. And it came up, and I don't know, maybe I had a good run of VP, or I was feeling the beat, and uh, I figured, yeah, I gotta bring it back to LA. I think when I, when I was at Camelback in in Arizona, I remember one of the. They they had some station on there. They were playing a lot of old school hip hop, so maybe maybe it was that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw you. You said you're in Atlanta. I saw on your Twitter you're looking for places to eat, and I don't I don't have any to offer you for Atlanta. But I am wondering, uh, what what are your favorite places to eat on the road? What what, what cities and, and what places do you love the most? My number one place, hands down, is True Foods, and luckily they just had one in Atlanta. It was across the street from our hotel. Oh, nice. And then they have one in. Arizona across the street from the hotel so uh those are two places we go quite a bit and uh I, that's the one I look forward to the most hey, uh, great. I guarantee I need to go there while I'm in town <laughs> well uh, maybe some people will go check it out now yeah hey Doc I appreciate your time man we appreciate your time thanks for thanks for joining us again if we do absolutely. a third time I think we got to get Champ to come and, and, and talk to both you guys yeah well I, absolutely that would be huge <laughs> We love it. All right, thanks, Jack. Right, Take care. Guys. Good thanks luck with everything. Me. All right. Now this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down, and I'd like to. Take We're back on the stew pod. It is time once again for three strikes with my main man, Bad News Ramen. What's up, dude? Big Mike Oz, you ready to do the speed round? Because you guys are running late, I'm running late. We're all running late, dude. <laughs> so we can we can crack right into it, man. What's strike one? So without without the my well thought out research or the nice little quip that I usually have, uh, let's talk about Kurt Schilling and uh, kind of a 
you, you know, he got kicked off of ESPN. Uh, ESPN is notorious for not, you know, for whenever there's anything that's controversial, they'll they'll either suspend someone or uh, get rid of them entirely. Um, I, I think it's it's bad journalism, not so much on ESPN's part, but I don't know why anybody would go to Kurt Schilling, you know, and, and ask him a lot of questions, you know, about certain things. I mean, he, you know, as 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 bad as he is, like trying to, you know his own two cents on, on the state of the world. I think he's even a worse baseball analyst. He's, he never moved the needle for anything. So, um, it's kind of a sad thing. I, you know, I think Kurt Schilling was good for the game when he was playing, but, um, you know, every, everything else since then, it's like, it's like, let's get a firecracker and light it on fire and see if it explodes. And that's pretty much what Kurt Schilling was. So, um, you know, I, I kind of saw his, his transgender meme and, and while I can, I can see certain aspects of it, yeah, it's just kind of, you know, I don't know. It's it's just kind of like you, you have this old cantankerous guy, and uh, you whenever you, you know whenever something major happens, or you know, if you want to talk politics, you know, you can get a good quote from Kurt Schilling. Uh, my whole thing is that, you know, what what's the new this Kurt Schilling? It's like you're going to go to that guy and go, hey, what do you think about this? I mean, if if you have to go to Kurt Schilling for a quote about some type of story or whatever it is, uh, that means that you know you really don't have that that much of good sources because you know the guy's going to pop off on something. I think it's an easy way out. And and it just seems like he just hasn't learned his lesson. To me, more than anything, he just never, like, corrected himself and said, okay, well, this behavior, what, I, what I've been doing, regardless of, of what it is, regardless of what the behavior is or, you know, the political slant or anything, like, at some point you just need to say, okay, well, I've gotten in trouble numerous times. I probably should change what I'm doing. To me, that's the big thing, like... Well, but there's no reason for him to, to really change, right? I mean, the, the whole thing is that the guy, you know, the guy's made his money. Uh, you know, he's living well. He's uh, lost his money. They, I, so, see, that's how that's how well I know it. So maybe I'm doing bad journalism as well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know he lost his money, but I, I think him losing his money, he's probably still in a in a better position than you and I are. So, oh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, the whole yeah. thing is, I mean, he's, you know, he's living comfortable. I mean, and he speaks his mind. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not against what he does. I mean, he's being honest to him you know, honest to himself. I don't think it's a lot of honesty in the world. Um, but at the same time, it's like, you know, you have a responsibility and, and people are bringing up like, Oh, freedom of speech. And, you know, ESPN has no right. Well, ESPN is a privately owned company. They can do whatever the heck they want to do. You know, it's like they have their own set of rules and people tend to forget that, you know, they don't have to live by the free, the freedom of speech thing. You know, it's like they have their own set of rules. You, you cross them, you break them, you're done. And there's been a lot of better, uh, better personalities on ESPN that have, have abided by the same rules. Jason Whitlock to be one. Um, the other one, Bill Simmons, uh, you know, so it's like my whole thing is like ESPN hires these people because they're the best of the best. But whenever they start saying stuff that they want to say or, or what they truly believe in, they're really quick to pull the plug. So it's, it's, it's kind of like this whole dichotomy of thing. But the whole thing is that Kurt Schilling is not the fight to have that fight on. There you go. I'll agree with that one. All right. Well, strike two. So strike two. Uh, let's do some more bad journalism. Um, this is uh, <laughs> has to do with uh, Jason Hayward and whether there was um, some racial uh, epithets or epithets or whatever the heck I'm trying to say um, being hurled at him at the uh, at a St. Louis game. Um, the New York Daily News, I believe that's them. Yeah. If, if my yeah. journalism is bad. Um, but that's kind of like the other thing, too. It's like it's, it's hearsay. You know, it's like, you know, you know, we, we think it is. And but there's there hasn't been shown to be any proof. Um, would it surprise me if, if the N word was used? Uh, I, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, it, it's kind of a sad state of affairs where, you know, I think like back in the nineties, you know, when the, when the PC era was really in, in full swing, um, you know, to, to, to think, you know, to say like maybe the 16 to 20 year old me to say like, you know, the, the N word would, would still be in use and use in a derogatory fashion. I'd be totally shocked by it. 
Uh, now that I'm a little bit older, it doesn't surprise me. But it, it's really kind of a, a sad state of affairs if, if that is the case. Um, and I think, you know, Jason Hayward, as much as I bag on the guy, I think he handled the situation very well. And at the same time, he opened up a lot of discussions saying, like, you know, he's like, I've been hearing it all my life. And uh, this isn't nothing new. And I've learned to deal with it. And it is, you know, to, to say it is what it is. But it is what it is. And um, I'm just kind of going like, you know, it's like this is baseball, dude. You know, I mean, sports in general is like the one big is like the one kind of thing where, you know, uh, for people playing the sport where, you know, what type of class you're in in terms of, of monetary wealth, uh, what your what your creed is, what your religion is. Uh, the sports is sports is kind of like it breaks down all those things. And if you guys can be on a team and stuff like that, it opens up discussion, it opens, opens up avenues to meet people that you would never meet before. Um, you know, when I was playing soccer and stuff, I, you know, one of the players was a, a big time gang member and I, off the, off the, off, off the team, I would have never like talked to him the way I did because he wasn't playing defense the right way. But on the field, like, you know, it's like, you know, like your butt's mine, dude. Like you do what I tell you to do and that's it. And he respected that. So, you know, it, it's just kind of a, a sad state of affairs where the people that aren't playing the game, they're bringing all that stuff back into it. You know, all, all racial tension when everything is when baseball itself is like there shouldn't be any race involved with 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 baseball, with any type of sport. Right? Like if you're good, if you're good. Um, and I, I think, you know, it needs to be looked at a little bit more. And I think we kind of need to realize and sit back and go, OK, because this guy turned your back on, on this team because some other team offered him more money. Um, you're going to get mad at him about that. So I don't know. It's yeah, just kind I mean- of. Yeah. I would say that I believe there there obviously are Cardinals fans who are upset. Uh, I think that you know whether they're out there shouting the N word at him, and, and maybe there are one or two, but uh, I, th- I think it's pretty been it's been pretty de- debunked at this point that it was audible on TV, and and I think it was just people kind of tweeting stuff and, and stories being built around that. And um, you know, I'll proudly say we didn't we didn't run with it. We 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 kind of yeah. stayed back because you know, we wanted some proof and uh, it never came. Because you, you did it the right way. And and at the same time, it's like everybody is so quick to point a finger and, and, and find a problem somewhere uh, where you have to kind of look at race and everything like that. I mean, what, what you should be doing is if, if you, if you want to cause a controversy or, or cause discussion, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of positive aspects of the game that I just laid out uh, before you, before you piped in. Um, you know, there's a lot of good things. There's, I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm, I'm being very nice to you today, but there's, there's a lot of good things that, that can come out of, of, of making a name for yourself. But it gets to the point where, you know, the New York daily news is, is there are, there are struggling, you know, rag of a paper. Um, you know, they're not making the money that they used to, and this is the way that they make their money. I mean, it's, it's been proven dude. I mean, journalism in effect, I mean, the New York daily news has always been a joke. Uh, you know, there, there was a time where, where it was funny and it was cute because they could write these outland outlandish headlines and all that stuff. And, but at now it's, it's 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 getting to the point of, of yellow journalism, and it, it's kind of a sad regression of 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 the field that we used to be in because that would have never that would have never been published you know five six years ago when when there's more responsible journalism people in there and now you don't have and you don't have like a bunch of young kids you know trying to make a name for themselves or a bunch of old editors trying to keep their keep their pensions and keep their jobs so. Uh, New York Daily News is you know whatever dude you know I mean I, I, I hate you more than I hate Jason Hayward. Well, strike three. So strike three, of course, is uh, the, the big news of the day. And uh, I know there's going to be some people like, just talk baseball. But, you know, I go, you, you guys can go stick it. So uh, Prince transcends anything. So, yeah, um, sure. uh, you know, he, he, I, here I go like, well, Prince passed away. Yeah, everybody knows what happened with Prince. But um, I just kind of want to know r- real fast if you could name, let's say, say your, your, your maybe three, three favorite songs from Prince real fast. Uh, when Doves Cry. Probably 
I like Raspberry Beret. Uh, it's like talking to Chris Wick over here, dude. Maybe <laughs> I'm trying to pick between which one I want, man. Um, maybe maybe I would die for you. I don't know. There's there's a lot yeah. to choose from. Those are all good picks, but right? Let, uh, when Dove Cry is, is my favorite, I'll say that. I like that song the most, for sure. That's my number when, one. That, that's Yeah, When Dove's Cry is good. I mean, that, that's the... That, that's for the that's kind of the the plebeian response because you know you, you didn't delve into Chris's uh, Prince as much as I did. Um, I, I'll just say this: like Prince, like in, when I was in fifth grade, I mean we would we would like sit around the schoolyard just talking about the when, when uh, the Purple Rain album and how every album was good and the guy was such a good marketer that he came out with a great album. Then he came out with like a, with a better I, I wouldn't say a better movie, but he came out with a really good movie. Um, a lot of it had to do with Apollonia, of course, but <laughs> but you know. Uh, but the whole thing is I'm, I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, you know, when I was in third grade or second grade, probably third grade is like you had Michael, Michael Jackson's Thriller, right? And when, when I was in fifth grade, I had like, you know, Princess Purple Rain. I'm going like, man, and I'm thinking about like today I'm thinking about it's like, man, like, so not, you know, it was like Michael Jackson and Prince. You know, I grew up, you know, you grew up listening to these guys, at least my generation did. Both of these guys are gone. And I'm thinking like, well, what? What, what what are what like like I'm thinking about my daughters and like what what artists are they do they listen to and I'm thinking like okay Selena Gomez and Taylor Swift I'm going like oh yeah good good yeah that, that that's some real great memories right there you got two hacks that that you know can't sing you have an overrated Taylor Swift that the people love because she 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 stands up and like when people give her a standing ovation she like falls over and barfs all over herself anything like that but <laughs> you know the the music value isn't there and you know you you have like two classic albums like you know Thriller. But even before that, off the Michael Jackson's "Off the Wall," I was like four or five years old, and I knew that was a classic. But uh, "Purple Rain" um, is by far like one of one of the best albums, like from top to bottom. There isn't there isn't a bad song on that album. I think "Darling Nikki" is like my my the least favorite song that I like. But you know, then he comes out. You know, he comes out with uh, with "Kiss." "Kiss" was great, and then of course uh, you have uh, "P Control," which is a great song unto itself too. The uh, student of Prince over here. You, you just know everything, man. I try. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I embrace I embrace pop culture, whether you, whether you like it. I embrace old pop culture. If, if you ever want to talk about like Robotech and uh, like Voltron, you know, I mean, I could do a whole show on that, too, as well. Thank you, Bad News Rama, for joining us. We'll be back with more Stu Pod. We are back on the Stew Pod. Mike Oz and Chris Swick here with you. Chris, the, uh, the I would say that the biggest story people are talking about in baseball this week is uh, Kurt Schilling, man. The whole Kurt Schilling thing went down uh, on multi-levels. I mean, obviously, the, the the thing with the meme and sort of the outrage that caused happened, and then he got fired. Um, and, I mean, there's been a lot of a lot of talk about it. I, I'm, I'm literally done with arguing with people about this I got, my, I got my fair share of it um so here, here's my question for you what do you think of the level of uh conversation at this point like like how, how has the internet handled this have we done well are we horrible and uh what do you think happens with Kurt Schilling so uh, the first question is tough. I, I don't. I don't entirely know how to answer it. I know that when the story first broke, I think you know, Outsports they they covered it I think, before most people got it. And my initial thought was, 
Um, I don't know if I want to write another, you know, Kurt Schilling says potentially offensive thing and then nothing happens post because I feel like we've done that a couple times. And and then this time, obviously, it led to his firing. So um, that I guess that was something I, I didn't anticipate at this point, just be, just based on all the other things that he's done and that ESPN has kind of stood by him through. Um, the internet's handling it, I, I guess, the way you would expect. I mean, there's a lot of people are outraged, and then there's another group of people who are pretty happy that a man lost his job, which is tough. I mean, I, I don't like to advocate for that type of thing. Um, I will say that I, I think, you know, ESPN had, had the right to fire him if he was consistently breaking the same rule over and over again. And that's certainly what it looked like was the case. So yeah, I don't totally understand that argument. I, I, this is the thing and it gets to me, right? Like, People say he got fired for expressing his opinion. And I'm like, well, no, he didn't. They're like, oh, your employer can fire you now like, for, for something you post on social media. No, he, he got fired because he, with a pattern, kept kept breaking their rules. Like He kept getting in trouble, and they kept saying, no, you can't do that, and then they would punish him, and then he kept doing it. So I guess just to, to take the example to like another place, right? If my kid... Like, if it was past his bedtime, right, and he came out of his room and would go and, like, steal some Cheerios, and he kept doing that, like, all the time, and I'd be like, hey, man, don't do that, and then he got, I don't know, a toy taken away, and he kept doing it, and then he got in trouble again, and he got something else taken away, and eventually, he kept doing it, and I grounded him. Like, you wouldn't say, you grounded your kid for eating Cheerios, like no, I, I grounded him because he didn't listen to me. You know, he didn't he didn't follow the rules set forth and and did not respond to you know punishment. Um, and it's the same thing. I think I think the people who were outraged that Kurt Schilling got fired for having an opinion on something like I, I just don't understand. I just they either don't get it. They're being purposely obtuse so as to I think you know further their their martyrdom or their you know being being martyrs on behalf of him, or they just they just want to have a fight with people. Um, I, it, it's probably the last one. I mean, honestly, I think some people just, they just want to fight about this. Like, like I, you know, I tweeted something about freedom of speech and, and the First Amendment yesterday, which I think is always valuable in this case because I feel like people don't understand, you know, what the First Amendment actually does and what freedom of speech actually is. And I said nothing about, you know, politics or, or you know, the content in which we're talking about and all, all these people going off about the bathroom stuff. And, and like, honestly, those people, they're just looking for something to fight about. That's it. They're just looking for somebody to fight with, and they're just looking for a place to be mad. They just want to be mad online somewhere, and they want to come and, and tell whoever they think it is. And um, you know, sorry, man. Sorry, sorry that yeah. you, you need to have something to do. But I mean, and, and it's kind of the same thing as it's Kurt though. Like at some point, you need to stop. You need to stop doing these things. You need to realize that there's not a lot of good that comes from fighting on the internet. Like you know, at some point, you need to grow out of that. And I think that's really what Kurt Schilling hasn't realized yeah and i think the yeah the first amendment thing is always interesting because that always comes up in these situations but i i guess sometimes i just don't understand why people think they're protected in that way i mean you can't like if i were to walk up to one of our bosses tomorrow and just start swearing at him and then be like you can't fire me i have first amendment rights he could be like mm, no <laughs> 
he definitely fire you for doing that. Um, and I, it, it doesn't, I mean, it just doesn't help showing that he's also a public figure and people, you know, he can't hide by uh, behind the usual anonymity that other people have. I mean, everyone knows who Kurt Schilling is. They associate him with ESPN. So it's, it's just, you know, of course, of course that's going to come back on him. What do you, I don't know. What do you think I, happens I, next? I, I think to me that's almost maybe the more fascinating point. Like, I mean, a lot of people joke like, oh, he's just going to go, you know, go to Fox now, go to Fox Sports or whatever, which, yeah, I guess would make sense. Um, I saw somebody like on our Facebook page was like, hey, Kurt, go start your own blog and write about all the things, all these things that you're passionate about. Like, I'll come with you, you know, like, like, is he going to go be Glenn Beck? I mean, I don't know. What do you, what do you think? What's next for Kurt Schilling? I I would guess he would probably get another opportunity. Um, Fox for a lot of reasons, does seem like the logical spot. And I will say, like, when he broke down pitchers during games, I thought he gave good analysis of that. Um, I think maybe too often he would insult John Cruck and tell stories about the mid-'90s Phillies, but I think as a pitching analyst, he does a decent job. So if he can go somewhere and either I guess they're more accepting of him sharing his opinions or maybe um, he just shares his opinions a little bit less or makes his Facebook private or something like that. Um, I feel like he can still get a job out of this. But I, but I don't see the, as you called it, the Glenn background. I don't know that that's, uh, I don't know, a thing that, that a baseball analyst can pull off. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I feel like he, I feel like he has a little bit of... Uh cred with those people i mean at least at least he could go and probably do a book about i don't know the pc agenda or something and people are going to buy it and he's going to you know make himself a, a martyr out of that so i don't know Let, let's move on to I, a uh I, I, have, wait, I have one quick question okay. for you though go do it let's do it do you, do you buy into uh the conspiracy theory that he just really badly wanted to get fired so he just kept doing this um it makes sense. I mean, it. it, it <laughs> he's 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 shown a a certain reckless abandon that you either have to be stubborn, dumb, or want to get fired to to end up in the situation that he ended up in. And I, I don't think he's dumb, so I think he's either stubborn or wanted to get fired. Yeah, I agree with you. I just thought. You know, it's always it's always fun to discuss conspiracy theories. Conspiracy theories. So uh, let's let's talk about something that is a, uh, a little less a little less serious. It's print, so it's kind of sad. But let's let's not do a sob fest here. Um, I was talking to Bad News Ramen. He was talking about Prince, and and this this kind of uh, I, I thought of a, a good important question. And it's maybe one of those things where all of a sudden I regret it because you're too young. But we're gonna try anyway. Um, okay. So he, he was talking about, you know, growing up and being a kid and having, you know, Thriller come out and Purple Rain come out and all that around the same time, right? And like how, what an era it was. And so that made me think of, you know, Bryce, How Bryce Harper and Mike Trout playing at the same time. Because it's kind of the same thing, right? They're, they're kind of there together. Uh, you know, Prince and Michael Jackson aren't exactly the same, but, you know, they're similar in some ways. Some ways they're very different. 
who is uh, if if we're gonna say if we're gonna assign Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, who's who's Michael Jackson, who's Prince? Wow, uh, it's a great question. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to assign the wrong person. To... <laughs> you're gonna mess up one way or another, Chris. You're either gonna get them right or you're gonna. Get I know. Them right. No, I, there is no right and wrong, but I mean, I don't know. I'm just curious to see how you how you dice up that info. I don't. I don't feel qualified to answer. Can I just cop out? Can Ooh, I just... cop out? I don't know. I mean, what do you say? Because I, I, I would admit I'm not as familiar with Prince's catalog. It's not that I have anything against him or his music. I just haven't gone through it. I'm a little more familiar with Michael Jackson. I've, I've listened to Thriller, and I had his greatest hits CD. So, I, I think I'd have to say... I, well, I feel like, depending on how you look at it, you can make a case for either. Because you could say that the Prince is far more flamboyant you know, Corda has like all this, this personality and, and whatever. And so I, you could say that you could, you could say he's Bryce Harper, but I, I kind of feel like it's, it, it's, I want to look at it another way. And I want to say that you don't necessarily always recognize how great Prince was and how good he was at so many different things. That's why I think he's Mike Trout. Whereas Bryce Harper Everybody knows Bryce Harper is good, and he's had his ups and downs, obviously, similar to Michael Jackson. Um, so that, that's why I would go. I, I would go those two directions. Whereas, like you've been, you know, they're both really good, but sometimes you don't necessarily understand how good Mike Trout is at defense necessarily, and how good Prince is as a guitar player. You know, like that kind of thing. So that, that's how I would go on that one. Yeah. So one of my my big, uh, or I guess first experiences with Prince was during the Super Bowl halftime show um, that the Bears played in, Bears lost. So uh, I guess what I knew going in was Prince was this amazing performer and singer-songwriter. Um, and then I saw him play guitar, which I, I didn't know he actually played guitar at that time, and I was pretty blown away at how excellent of a guitar player he was. So that was just kind of like the moment where maybe like you said he he's an all-around performer he's a true five five tool musician um i'm glad i could relate this back so yeah. to young chris swick watching the super bowl what's that i'm glad i could relate this to you as a your younger self watching the super bowl of course yeah so yeah and and i don't know if you know this but i i do play guitar so um hold on a second how have we made it this far into this podcast? You're just now telling me you play guitar. I don't know. It's never come up. <laughs> oh, but, man. Yeah, I've been playing guitar for years. This changes This changes everything, Chris. I enjoy music. I'm, I'm going I'm gonna to I'm gonna have to at some point make you play and sing the Stupod intro song. Ooh, that... That might not happen. There is no intro song. You get to pick it every week. It's different. No, but we but we can make one. That's what I'm saying. You oh, you can create a stew pod, and this is the this is such good news. I'm very I'm very thrilled. I'm gonna I'm, I'm we're gonna end this podcast right now, and then I'm going to start plotting and coming up with some things. This is gonna be good. All right, that works for me. Chris, tell the people uh, tell the people what they should be doing after after we're done with the show. You 
made it this far on the podcast, you clearly enjoy listening to us, and we appreciate if you rate and review us in iTunes. It's real, real easy to do. Just pop in there, search for StuPod, leave us a comment, give us hopefully five stars, and that's it. Real simple. Chris, you're so good at that. I appreciate your... Thank you. Appreciate your plugs, man. This has been the StuPod. We will see you next week. Bye, everybody.